0: You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host,
1: your favorite selfish enthusiast, Ali Hembry martin
0: Gordon is a self-help author, yogi, and communications expert. A Zen master, she has practiced yoga for 17 plus years and teaches yoga, meditation, and self-empowerment. Now, she can be found on the hot and new Amazon bestseller list with her book, How to Be Zen in a Crisis. Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And I just like immediately started calling you Sam. I didn't even think like, oh, your, your <laughs> name is actually Samantha. Maybe she doesn't want to be called Sam, but just took the liberty to like give you that nickname <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> is that okay? It's
1: a, lots of people do, but I'm <laughs> Sam <Bezen> on Instagram. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Okay. I love that. Um, yeah. Samantha to my family and friends and Sam Bezen on Instagram. <laughs> so fun. Okay.
0: So first, just tell us about yourself.
1: So I have worked for many years in corporate communications and the media, and that sort of happily transitioned into hosting my own show that started off as a creative writer space, but just by virtue of my past experience, quickly transitioned into a show about Zen, wellness, and self-empowerment. So as a result of that, I earned my life coaching certificate. And since I had already been practicing yoga and meditation since I was an adolescent, I kind of just merged all of those fabulous passions that I already had for a long time. And then as a result of all this, I decided to write a book. Yes. And that's that's
0: what we're talking about today. It's all about how to be Zen in a crisis, which is the title of your new book. Um, Which I say perfect timing on that. Um, I'm guessing you started writing this before the pandemic hit, just knowing how books work. Uh, so talk to us about that. What led you to write this? And, and really, gosh, how perfect of timing could you have gotten? I know it
1: was very serendipitous, and you're absolutely right. I started outlining this book, uh, before the crisis. There was another crisis. Oh, lucky me. That inspired me to write the outline for this book. But the actual writing itself of the book was done during the pandemic. So I did hustle extremely hard (laughs) during um, the lockdown period. The book had already been outlined, but yeah, all of the fleshing out of my ideas was absolutely done during the pandemic. So, very long writing days and nights but I'm so happy that uh, I had such a positive result. And mm-hmm. in Canada, it was on the bestsellers for Hot and New and on Amazon. So it's been a wonderful um, experience to know that I am helping so many people in the world. And so many people send me lovely messages saying how I helped them with my books. So yeah, it's been really gratifying that mm-hmm. my previous... Uh, crisis could actually be of use to not just myself and growing as a person, but also to everyone who reads my books. So.
0: And this may seem like a silly question, but I really want to, to dive into and have you explain why is it important to be Zen during a crisis? it may seem obvious, but like, I feel like there, you have a lot to share in that element as far as just why, why we should care. Right. And I think that's a perfect question because so often people hear the
1: word Zen and they automatically think of Zen Buddhism, which is absolutely not what I'm getting at here. Um, While I have studied world religions and um, you know, I've been a yogi and I, I know all of these things. It, my book is absolutely more pragmatic. And so the reason that we are getting Zen is not just to be peaceful. It is so that you can be peaceful and make the best decisions for your life going forward, whether in the crisis, out of the crisis, well after the crisis. And so The word Zen that I'm using in this context is actually the lowercase Z or Zed if you're Canadian like me. So it's the lowercase, which is not Zen Buddhism. It's just the synonym for peace. And so the reason that we want to have a peaceful mindset is so that we can be resilient and we can make the best decisions going forward. And you can't make those good, best decisions for your life if you are running around you know like a chicken with their head cut off <laughs> during the right. crisis it's not going to happen so the whole reason of getting zen is not so that you can you know emulate a buddhist monk and be sitting at the top of a mountain with a shaved head wearing a loincloth no that's not the point hmm. the point is just to be pragmatic and practical and take these steps of self-care, introspection, self-work, so that you can be the best person you can be in your life, not just in the crisis, but after. Because the decisions that you make during the crisis can either spiral you down further into a black hole or make you come out exponentially better for having gone through the crisis itself.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. and so without even, you know, giving away what's in the book, do you have like one suggestion that, you know, for all of us to be able to tune into that state of Zen, uh, when there is stress in our life, maybe it's not a crisis, maybe it's just a little bit of added stress, but like, what is that one tip or suggestion that you can give for the listeners right now? Right, and I think it's so great that you said this because so many other interviewers are like, what can we do? Like, what's one
1: thing you could do to be zen in a crisis? Like, you do need to go through all of the steps. It's so important because it is a crisis. It's not just a little stressful day where you can, you know, get centered in 10 minutes and you'll be fine. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, there's a lot to unpack (laughs) there. A lot to unpack, but I will say this. I have a chapter on self-care in my book. And one of the ways that I have accidentally been practicing that type of self-care is because my hot water tank is not working. So for the last four days, five days, I think it's been, I have been doing cold water immersion. Mm. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's, um, Wim Hof is a huge proponent of it. Yes. Yes. Of course, I'm practicing this accidentally now, but I used to have cold, cold bursts at the end of my showers, mm-hmm. but now I'm having entirely cold showers. And there's so many benefits that you can have from this cold water immersion. I say in my book, you know, if you want to scream for another reason other than your crisis, do cold water immersion. Wow. <laughs> but... Uh, Yes. But I have been doing that. That is honestly the self-care tip that I have been doing accidentally in my life, just simply because for whatever reason, my hot water tank decided to explode. But it's honestly, it's so rejuvenating to be having a cold shower. I don't know if you have these spas down where you are, but nearby where I live in Vancouver, we have this spa called Skandinav Spa. And it's wonderful because it um, you get to go into the hot tub, but then you're also supposed to go into these cold pools for mm-hmm. just a couple minutes at a time. And it really enlivens your body. <laughs> it's quite shocking, literally. Mm-hmm. And it really just ignites your body and it improves circulation. But I honestly think it has a huge psychological effect as well. And I have done many studies and I can absolutely say that it's true for myself. You feel like you don't need to drink any coffee um, if you have a cold shower first thing when you wake up, because trust me, you will be awake if that, Good point. <laughs> if that water is ice cold.
0: Okay, so when people are trying to achieve that state of zen and again maybe it's not in a crisis maybe it's just in everyday life or you know when there is a you know elevation of stress in their life what is the biggest mistake that they're making to really not get to that level right that's a great question
1: and it's all about mindset so i think so often people Really enjoy victimhood. They, and they they go, and of course, they would never admit it. Of course, they're never gonna say, Oh, I enjoy being miserable. Oh, I enjoy, you know, having all of these excuses to not um, move my life forward. But that is the number one thing that is stopping people from being successful and resilient in their life is when something bad happens, they will use that as an excuse to not take the necessary steps of being Zen to make their life better, to move forward. Mm. And yeah, so it's all about mindset and just cultivating this mindset of Zen and resilience and peace so that you can be pragmatic and make the best decisions going forward. Because if you're stuck in this loop of, oh, poor me, oh, the crisis happened, It's like, well, that doesn't have to be the end of your life. In fact, so many people take a crisis and bounce up higher than ever before just by virtue of having more life experience. And having gone through a hard time, it can make you just that much more empathetic, that much stronger. So there's really so many amazing things that can come out of a tough situation. And there's so many examples of people doing this throughout time. So it's really about becoming one of those people. And the first thing that you need to do is cultivate a
0: Zen mindset. Okay, so kind of in that same world, you mentioned you've, you are a yogi. You've been one for the last 17 plus years. Um, right. So I would love your insight on why you've been able to practice for that long. What is the key to consistency for Samantha? The key to consistency, you know,
1: it's effortless for me. And I think it's effortless because I enjoy it. So, you know, when I started as an adolescent, I had no idea that I was going to still be doing it now. I did a lot of sports growing up, but that I no longer do now, for instance, Mm -hmm. soccer and, you know, all these other things. Tap and baton. I put baton, (laughs) you know, away after a year. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, But yoga, something about yoga and meditation, it combined not only a physical aspect and a way to really rid your body of stress, but also it was a psychological thing. Um, and just so, so calming. And I remember the first time that I found yoga, which was actually on a VHS tape in a grocery store. So <laughs> I don't know of too many people who have their first introduction to yoga through a grocery store, right. but <laughs> that is my experience. We were buying groceries um, in the, the Alberta beefland. I know you're not Canadian, but... The province that I was in was absolutely the opposite of Yogi Central. Oh, wow. Everyone's just eating steak and, you know, wearing cowboy boots. (laughs) So it was uh, quite the juxtaposition for me to become a yoga, uh, a yogi in that uh, province. But um, yeah, it was great. I put the VHS tape in when I got home and there was just something so calming about it. And I'd always loved all sorts of fitness. Um, I started dance very, very young. Um, I had already been in karate. So I really enjoyed the kind of mind body experience that the Eastern world uh, embodies. So it was just so wonderful. And I honestly think that's what consistency is all about is you won't have to think about it. You won't have to plan for consistency. Consistency will come to you if you are passionate about what you're doing. And I don't think that you should force yourself to be passionate about, you know, something that you don't like. You know, there's a reason I don't play rugby. (laughs) It's because, you know, I don't want to play rugby. But Mm -hmm. um, so I think if someone wants, because I do get this question a lot is, you know, how do I do yoga on a consistent basis. Well, I'm of the belief that you shouldn't force yourself to do anything that you don't want to do. And if you want to be fit or you want to be taking care of your mental health or your physical health, it doesn't have to be yoga. It can be a multitude of things and you could just have to find the right one for you. Not everyone has to be a yogi. Yep. That's a great point.
0: Yeah. Okay. So whenever you're in business mindset, Is there a favorite app or website or something, just a favorite business tool that you just find yourself going, I have to tell everybody about this because I don't know what I did before I used it?
1: I'm still looking for that. (laughs) (laughs) If we have any suggestions, throw
0: them your way, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, I just recently became a published author prior to this, I was working in corporate communications and in the media. So this has absolutely been, um, although I did have all of the skill sets in terms of, you know, writing, editing, graphic design, communications, PR, all this, um, I actually was in a good position. However, you know, all of the business, side that I didn't touch before. That's a new world for me. So yes, please
0: send me your tips. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Call me at the number below. <laughs> what are your favorite ways to be selfish?
1: My favorite ways to be selfish. So I'm going to take that as the positive form of selfish. For sure. um, because of course, yes, I do think there's you know tremendous value in being empathetic and of course, but selfish in this context of, you know, taking care of yourself and being full of yourself in the positive way so that you can overflow and give to others, I would say is of course self-care um, and yoga. <laughs> yoga is up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say just writing. This shouldn't be a surprise as I'm an author. <laughs> yeah, but I really love writing and writing my book, How to Be Zen in a Crisis. It was so cathartic for me to just write. It was so cathartic. And even reading over it in the editing process and some of my proofreaders as well, they sang praises to me about how cathartic it was for them to even read. But just writing this information and getting it out there just really helps me be the best person that I am. Um, because it's really embodying these tools and they're these universal tools of resilience. So I would say my favorite way to be selfish or to do self care is absolutely to write and to journal. And, you know, <laughs> maybe this book kind of is my private journal out to the world because these are the steps that I did to become more resilient in my own crisis and, it worked. That's a great work. It worked really
0: well. Yeah. It's a tool for others, but it's also been a tool for you.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, if we're talking just about pure selfish, I
0: love to shop. (laughs) But that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more?
1: Um, well, I wish I could clone myself. Certainly. Because there are a lot of jobs that I don't necessarily have time to do. Um, so, yeah, I wish I could, you know, clone myself and just have one Samantha Gordon off there, you know, doing press interviews while the other Samantha Gordon is at home writing the next book. And Yeah, yeah. that'd be nice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish I could, for sure, have, have quite a few worker bee clones. <laughs> and then one of them would be, uh, you know, shopping and maybe skiing.
0: Would, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Those are necessary. Those those can oh, actually yes. be you, right? Those don't have to be the clothes. <laughs> so, what's next for, for Shade, sure. though?
1: So, I have my audiobook coming out shortly. Um, it's currently being processed, so it's completely done. It's just, you know, out of my hands in terms of when it's released. Um, So I think it should be released within the next 15 days. Um, And then I have also finished a complimentary journal. And the reason that I came to this journal was because in my book, How to Be Zen in a Crisis, there are meditative exercises with every chapter. So it's not just the theory that you're reading about, about how to be more peaceful and resilient There's actually meditative exercises, which are great for anyone who, number one, (laughs) is new to meditating or getting Zen. Um, And also, number two, for people who, like myself, were maybe meditating for a long time prior to the crisis, but uh, maybe need a guided intro back into that world, just because when you go through a rough time, it kind of shakes your world. And you might need a helping hand to help you get back to that point of peace. So that's why I have those meditative exercises in there. And of course, when I was writing, I was like, okay, I'm telling people to write things down. Maybe I should make a journal (laughs) for them so that they can actually have a journal that completely matches um, the book. But that being said, uh, the journal itself can also be used as a standalone journal. Um, and I really tried to make it flexible in that way so that just in case someone didn't read the book, they can still use this beautifully designed journal, um, on, on their own to Mm -hmm. journal, whatever they like. There are journal prompts, um, on a couple pages and, uh, there's journal prompts on every page but some of them are longer so some of them have more space for uh, your own rhythm and then some are much more directive so it's it really has a nice balance of what you would want in a journal so yes that will be coming out uh, very very soon Um, and yeah I'm not sure if the journal or the audiobook (laughs) will come out before but we will see because they're out of my hands.
0: Well, I love that you've been able to provide such valuable tools, um, to your readers and, um, and the listeners here today, um, because this is a skill that we never know when we're going to need it. So it's good to just go on and practice it and get it under our belt so that we can pull it out um, when the time arises. So thank you so much for talking with me today, Samantha, and um, you know for really opening our eyes to what we can accomplish when we just, um, are able to dive into a state of Zen. And, um, I'm really excited to be able to dive into your book so that I can actually learn these, uh, valuable tips and tricks. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like what you just heard, visit us at selfishthepodcast.com. subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.